This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the world. And today we're joined by Jeff Halley in Asia Pacific. Good morning from London, Jeff. Yeah, good afternoon from Asia. Wonderful to be here. Now, Jeff, last time we spoke on Friday, markets had already fallen sharply where you are because of this new variant, which at that time didn't even have a name. It does now, of course, it's Omicron. We then saw European markets plummet after we spoke by as much as 4%, not quite as high in the United States. So you'd have expected markets to recover where you are as a pointer so far this week, but they haven't. Uh, In fact, they've lost even more value. Why do you think that's happening? Yeah, we've had a very choppy day here today in Asia, to be honest. Um, US futures have actually rallied from the get-go, and I think that accounts for a lot of the support that we're going to that we're seeing in stock markets, those that have rallied today, and I expect that to flow through to Europe. Uh, we saw Japan get marked down severely, about 1.5% at the open. It got all the way back to positive territory, and it's now finishing down 1.75%. And I think uh, the headline behind that is that Japan's made an announcement uh, banning foreigners from visiting Japan for the next few weeks, uh, much like uh, Israel did over the weekend. And I guess part of the um, reason that uh, Asian countries haven't rallied uh, as much, and in fact, I can see that Singapore and Hong Kong and uh, the Philippines and other markets around the region have turned down, is because there's a concern now that countries around Asia are going to fully close their borders again, stopping the nascent tourism and international travel recovery in its tracks. Yeah, it's depressing stuff, let's be honest about it. Uh, Conversely, Jeff, uh, I note that oil has staged a bit of a recovery, uh, up 4 to 5%, depending on whether it's Brent or WTI. Now, if you strip out the price action in Asia today in the stock market, so if we look at that separately to what's going on in the rest of the world, it does start to make a little more sense. So we've seen, as I said, the US index futures on the NASDAQ, uh, S&P and Dow Jones rally aggressively today. We've seen the dollar recover some of its losses. We've seen US yields, 10-year yields, start to move higher again as well. And that's flowed through to the commodity space. And we've seen oil, which fell over 9% on Friday, uh, rally by around about 5% during Asian hours. I think part of the reason for this will be the OPEC meeting this week, where this uh, Omicron uh, virus uh, variant uh, the US-Iran uh, nuclear talks starting again today, uh, the, uh, the strategic petroleum uh, release, uh, reserve releases have all combined to shift the market's perception of what the OPEC grouping will do, which is um, supposedly raise uh, production by about 400 barrels, uh, 400,000 barrels per day uh, this uh, coming December. But I think given what we've seen developing over the last few days, that will be off the table. And that's what the market seems to think for now as well. So less oil from OPEC, lots of buy the dippers out, buying that 9% dip, and here we are 5% higher. Indeed, we were looking at prices uh, for oil, you know, around the $90 a a barrel mark just a few weeks ago. And now they're down to somewhere between 70 and 75. That could have an effect depending on how long this current uh, Omicron crisis goes on for it could go on for 
a few weeks or a few months, we have no idea. But bearing in mind the figures as they stand now, that might have an effect on inflation. I see that uh, here in the UK, natural gas futures are down as well. So maybe some good news out of that if there is such a thing as good news these days when it comes to anything to do with COVID-19. Yeah, well, I, I guess the one good piece of news out of it was um, if these uh, restrictions uh, get extended around the world and if this virus variant is rather more serious than what some of the weekend press may be making it out to be, that will push energy prices down, which will reduce people's heating bills over the Northern Hemisphere winter. But I think that will be cold comfort, if you'll uh, excuse the accidental pun, um, compared to the potential slowdown in other parts of the economy and potentially the slowdown in the global post-pandemic recovery. It's clear that we're not post-pandemic at this stage. In a couple of weeks' time or so, the Bank of England is set to announce uh, whether it will raise UK interest rates. Much talk about that last week, and they were saying it was almost a certainty. Because of this news about the variant, perhaps they'll decide it won't be the right timing and they'll leave it until 2022. Given the way that central banks have reacted to the first signs of bad news over the last two years, and you could actually make an argument over the last 14 years, that that won't take them very won't take much for them to hop back on that fence and say no we're not moving we're going to sit and wait and in fact that's been their modus operandi for the last six months anyway there's been a lot of hedging and bets there and most of them have been pretty clear that if things turned down they would stop uh, their tightening path and it wouldn't surprise me in the least uh, if, if this is what the Bank of England did and perhaps even the Federal Reserve, they have an FOMC meeting in the middle of December as well, maybe they will postpone the tapering as well. I think it's very much a binary outcome for the markets here and that is if this Omicron, Omicron sorry it's a mouthful, uh, is more serious than Delta and we get a slowdown in growth that's going to impact obviously commodities, stock markets etc etc. Uh, conversely if this turns out to be a storm and a teacup and the if the concerns shall I say pass quickly then we will be back on this hiking track with banks such as the Bank of England and with the Federal Reserve and in which case we are going to see some of these taper trades that we've been talking about in past podcasts start to play out again in Q1. My guess though is that this Omicron thing is going to drag on for a while and uh, what we're going to see is the market selling everything on the first sign of bad news but then on those slightest wisps of hope like these uh, weekend headlines that suggested that out of a small sample size the symptoms may not be too bad on the slightest whiff of hope we're going to see investors piling back into that buy every tra everything trade again so i think one thing that will be the winner in december will be volatility yeah I mean, it's going to be interesting watching how the markets react to the bits of news that come out because of this uh, variant because it's going to take a few weeks isn't it before we know the true extent of it as you said uh, the stock tour in south africa suggested that uh, the, uh, the, the level of the illness isn't quite as bad as uh, we've seen in previous uh, variants. But having said that, it very much depends, I think, on whether or not the vaccinations and the boosters that we've all had, I had my third one just a couple of weeks ago, uh, will work against this. If they don't, well, all bets are off then, really, aren't they? Then we're going back into, into major crisis mode. What we're hoping, of course, is 
The vaccinations largely work, the booster even better, and this thing will peter out and Delta will remain the dominant virus. That's basically what's, what we're hoping. If that doesn't occur, though, even though uh, the CEO of Moderna said in the weekend that if the vaccine, their present vaccine needs to be retooled, a new version could emerge in the first quarter of next year. It's going to take months and months to scale up the production of that supply of that version of the vaccine and then get it distributed out and around the world. And then if things go the way they've gone before, the rich nations will jump to the front of the queue. Then there'll be a fight trying to get people to go and get the booster of the booster. And then a lot of other people around the world will get sick because you know, we're all waiting for the developed market to get its act together, so to speak. So, um, you know, and when you look at it in that context, it's not going to be an easy fix or a quick fix, as the market probably hopes, if this version of COVID-19 turns out to be a bit uglier than what the initial press is suggesting. We're entering the final month of uh, what seems like a an endless year, uh, Jeff, a uh, couple of days away from uh, December and then Christmas after that. But what are we expecting for this week? What will be the highlight moments for you? Obviously, all eyes on the variant and what happens there. But what else should we look out for? Yeah, it has been a, an endless year, hasn't it? But I must say the year has passed very quickly. And uh, I, in a way, I'm grateful for that. Uh, look, first week of the new month, it's always a busy one for financial markets. We've got purchasing manager indexes across Asia and Europe later in the week. Uh, always good for some intraday uh, directional volatility. Uh, we've also got US PMI on Friday as well. We've also got uh, the China PMIs. We've got official PMIs coming out tomorrow, followed by the Kaizen one, which is a broader-based index on uh, Wednesday and I think Thursday. Services and manufacturing, or manufacturing and services. Uh, there's a lot of nerves uh, surrounding China at the moment with this crackdowns on various sectors and casinos was in the front line over the weekend the shared prosperity policies of Xi Jinping and of course uh, the travails of the property sector in China so those numbers if they're weak are going to start raising more noises again that China is uh, slowing down quite quickly of course on Friday this week we have the US non-farm payrolls would normally be the most important data point or single event of the month but this month we also have an FOMC meeting as well which is live uh, but I think again even if we get a good number from the if uh, from the non-farm payroll say over half a million jobs added uh, I think its impact is going to be dulled by whatever the theme is playing out with this Omicron variant in the markets that day I think we're going to get a lot of really volatile choppy trading this week as markets chase their tails on good headlines bad headlines good headlines bad headlines Okay, well, let's hope for some good headlines for everybody's sake, and that we absolutely all the newspapers are saying, you know, let's hope we can save Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be the Christmas number one? That's not something that I prepared for, Jeff. I'm going to have to get back to you on that one next week. <laughs> have a good day. Wonderful week, everybody. This is the Oanda Podcast.